0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to my teaching on the children's ministry of Jesus. This is episode 8. We're beginning a new phase of uh, this lesson today, because now I'm going into the book of Matthew, and I believe we've laid a foundation that we have a responsibility to fulfill the ministry of Jesus. I've shown you very clearly that Jesus had all of these different ministries, and he parsed them out to different people. And so... One of the things that should be going on in the body of Christ today is children's ministry because it was a part of Jesus' ministry, and here's where I'm going to get into it. I'm going to show you from the Gospel of Matthew alone that Jesus had continual contact with children and he ministered to children, talked about children, instructed adults about children. Amazing principles here you're going to learn about how we deal with our kids based upon what Jesus did. So let's go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. You know a lot of people don't think kids uh, really need ministry because they don't think they have real problems. Well, let's take a look at this one. While he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died. Uh, One translation says she's at the point of death. But come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And so Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of bud for twelve years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And that woman was made well from that hour." When Jesus now came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, these are professional mourners, uh, they didn't have genuine compassion, they weren't weeping their own tears, they're doing this just as a service to the family. He said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all the land. Now, Mark's gospel sheds a little bit of light on this that Matthew didn't get into, but I wanted you to see the narrative in Matthew because that's where the concentration of children's ministry encounters are. They're in Matthew. Uh, The Lord, the minute he heard that this little girl was in trouble, he went after her to raise her up. Uh, the father is named Jairus. It says the ruler of the synagogue here. Mark says he was Jairus. Uh, his daughter was 12 years of age. Uh, interesting to me that the woman who came and interrupted this whole process, who had had an issue of blood, had that issue of blood uh, for 12 years. And that would have come to light when Jairus was standing there. And I guarantee it wasn't lost on him. And he's thinking, my daughter is 12 And this woman uh, began to get sick about the time my daughter was born. And now I just saw Jesus heal a long-standing condition that has lasted 12 years. Certainly, he can heal something that has just happened. And so you see that uh, connection here, the 12s. There are two of them. Uh, So the woman's healing appeared to delay Christ in his mission. While this was all happening, uh, another messenger came from the home of the ruler of the synagogue and said, uh, why trouble the master any further? Uh, Your daughter has died. But Jesus told the father, don't be afraid, only believe. And again, the father didn't respond. He didn't say anything. And one of the things I think you need to see is that sometimes it's better if you can't say anything positive. Don't say anything at all. This man didn't allow anything negative to come out of his mouth. And so he continued on with Jesus. We have no record what he said. So apparently he didn't say anything. Uh, When the Lord arrived at Jairus' house, it was filled with mourners, but Jesus actually put them out and he he made them leave because they were terrible for the environment of faith. I don't think so much uh, for Jesus, but I think so much for Jairus and his wife. Uh, They didn't need to hear this constant contradiction to what was really happening here. Because Jesus is gonna raise this little girl from the dead. He doesn't need to have people in the house continually saying she's dead and so forth. So he gets them out of the house. And sometimes that's what you have to do to have an atmosphere of faith. You have to come apart from the noise of the world. You know, there's a story in Second Kings 4 about a widow whose two sons were going to be taken into slavery because she couldn't pay a debt that her husband had left her owing. And the prophet said to her, I want you to go borrow all these empty containers, you and your sons, get them into your house, and then you close the door. Now, why would he say close the door? Well, houses were very close to each other in those cities neighbors would have been curious as to what they were doing. They would have come in and they would have ridiculed the idea that oil could be multiplied from one little jar into all of those big pots. And so Jesus said, uh, shut the door. There are times when you have to shut out the world and not listen to all of the voices of unbelief and the skepticism that's out there. If you're going to have great faith, you cannot listen to all of that. You can't listen all day long to the voice of the world and expect to have strong faith. A lot of you vacillate in your faith because you do not focus much on what God says. You spend a lot of time listening to the other side. And sometimes the other side is not necessarily evil. It's just contradictory. Sometimes even the people that are saying things mean well. They just don't say the right thing in faith. So when the Lord arrived at Jeroboam's house, he put the doubters out He understood the importance of this faith atmosphere. Then he goes over to the little girl and he says to her, Talitha kumai, which is Aramaic, which tells me this is the language that the little girl spoke. The common uh, conversing language of that day would have been Aramaic. And so Jesus spoke to her in the Aramaic tongue. And he called her uh, and spoke to her and she heard him. And she came from the other world and came back into her body. She didn't cease to exist. Her spirit had separated from her body, and Jesus called her spirit back in to the body. And then it's interesting, he took her up by the hand, and he said to the parents, now give her something to eat. That's something that Jesus himself did. And it was a confirming thing. In Luke 24, when you see Jesus arriving in the closed-door room where all the apostles are hidden for fear of the Jews, and it's on the night of the resurrection, He says, peace be unto you, and they are absolutely terrified. They don't know that it's Him. And uh, they he, he shows them His hands and His feet and His side and says, look, it's me. And they don't believe it. And He says... Do you guys have anything here to eat? And so he took a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb and he ate it. And it was a way of showing that he was alive again, that his bodily functions were there. And so that's why Jesus had this little girl eat something because it was a way of showing the parents life goes on. I've given her back to you. You're going to have to feed her just because I raised her from the dead doesn't mean you don't have a grocery bill from now on. You've got to feed her. So here is him giving faith through resumption of natural processes. And that's what's so very important here. So uh, he spoke to this little girl And this is the first instance of children's ministry in the Gospel of Matthew, one time. And it's miraculous. And the essence of the fight is about releasing children into their potential. And this little girl didn't get to fulfill her potential. She had a whole life ahead of her. And Satan sought to cut it short. And Jesus came not only to put her back into physical life, but to restore her potential. And that's what children's ministry is. We want kids to realize everything that God wants them to be. And that's what children's ministry is all about. And another thing is we see that kids do have real problems, and a lot of the deep-seated problems that adults have are problems that began in childhood. So we never overlook the little kids who are in our midst or ever think that they are not dealing with real issues. That's why we welcome them to the church and want to show them the ministry of Jesus. All the time that I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. Don't you dare miss it. I'll see you then.